0: Namaste, and welcome to the follow your path podcast. I'm your host, Vina Lene Rachel. I'm a moon priestess, intuitive, emotional alchemist, and channeler of the divine. And I've been diving into the world of the spiritual and metaphysical for over a decade now to self heal my own trauma, become more emotionally stable and cultivate my manifestation magic. I am so excited to now be bringing these same tools and techniques to you on this channel. There are a variety of ways for us to work on our higher selves. We can use practices like yoga, meditation, and breath work. We can receive energy work, crystal healing, or pull to row and oracle cards. We can call in our angels, ancestors, spirit guides, spirit animals, or more or maybe we find more alignment with astrology and the moon. I'm going to hold space for it all here on this channel. As you navigate each episode, I hope you find the guidance and wisdom you need to find your own path of self-healing and magic. May you become confident and courageous enough to continue to follow the path that best serves you. Thank you so much for tuning into this channel and trusting me to be a part of your unique journey. It truly is an honor to do this work and be here. Let's dive into today's episode. So I think we will get started tonight by taking a nice deep breath together. Let's start by finding a supportive posture wherever you are. Close your eyes if it feels comfortable for you to do so. Otherwise, whenever you're ready, inhale, sweep your arms up and overhead. Take a deep breath in. Join your palms at the top. Exhale, pull those hands down to your heart. You can leave the eyes open if you want. Let's do that one more time. Inhale, overhead exhale hands to heart really shake it out ground in let it go welcome to our virtual new moon circle we're going to talk all about the new moon in Sagittarius tonight. We're also going to talk about Sagittarius season. We're going to touch a little bit on Mars and what's going on with the red planet of war. We're also going to talk about the eclipse, the total solar eclipse that happened uh, sometime between December 3rd and 4th, wherever you are in the world. And we'll talk about what solar eclipse energy means when it comes to our own energy and our manifestation process, our process of letting go. How does this energy compare to a typical new moon? I've also got some information from the um, eastern side of the world. I'm going to talk about the Vedic astrology of this moon and we'll do a Tarot reading. So I've got a lot for you tonight. We'll be here together for about an hour, maybe a little bit more because we have so much going on. I know that with my last moon circle, the uh, circle where we honored the full moon in Taurus and that partial lunar eclipse, we um, had a circle that lasted about 75, 80 minutes. It was a little bit longer than normal. So I'm just preparing you for um, the time that we might take a little bit longer, but you can always come back to the replay if you wanna tune in later if you've got something going on. So I said before, my name is Vina Lene Rachel. I will be your guide and host tonight. I am a moon priestess, an intuitive, a channeler of the divine, and I've been hosting these full and new moon circles for a little over three years now, pretty steadily for the past year, off and on before that because I got pregnant and had my son. But I love coming together in this ether space to connect and share our energy, share what's on our mind, share what's on our hearts, and just share with you the wisdom of what comes through uh, me from the divine, from the cosmos, from whatever is above us that brings these messages through. I'm so excited to sit here and be with you in circle tonight. So Lisa says she is crabby, uh, tired yesterday, but feeling better today. Diane said she is also a little moody and grouchy. And you know, we just got over a Scorpio moon. So just before we moved into the Sagittarius moon, we had a Scorpio moon, which is a um, sign of water. And it's a sign of feeling like very grounded, very low-lying in our human experience, kind of in our lower frequency energy. So I'm not surprised that you ladies felt moody yesterday, but maybe you will start to feel a shift now or in the next couple of days as we move forward into this um, next lunar cycle. Remember that we also just moved out of Sagittarius Season, our previous season was Sagittarius season in the zodiac, and now, or sorry, Scorpio season. And now we've moved into that Sagittarius season. So going back to that Scorpio energy right before we shift into the Sagittarius moon just kind of brings us back into a state of reflection, or we might have, you know, certain memories or feelings, things coming up from our past that bring us down. But the good news is moving forward, we are now um, more in an energy of fire and light. And hopefully that stuff will start to move through you as well. So before we get officially started and talk any further, I do want to bring in the guides and guardians of the five directions. I also want to bring in the five elements. And this is how I always start our circles. And I like to bring in the five elements just for us to connect to the energy around us and within us. I have certain tools that I'll be using to connect to these energies tonight, and you could use the same tools if you have them. You could surround yourself with those tools now in this circle, or just save it for your own private ceremony later. If you don't have these tools, that's okay. Bring in any other tools or techniques that you feel called into your own private uh, ritual, or you can just absorb the energy that I'm bringing in with these tools. So The great thing about connecting through the ether is that even though we're not here in the same physical space together we are all in the same digital space and energy moves into these spaces with ease and so you'll be able to absorb all of the energy of the elements that I'm using in our circle tonight and it doesn't matter if you're here live or if you're catching the recording that energy is still going to be just as potent, just as powerful, if not more powerful, because the more um, people that tune into this transmission in the future, the more people that bring in their own tools and their own elements, whether it be the same elements or more, we get to take advantage of that energy as well. So I'm going to start with the element of... Earth, and I've brought in a couple of different crystals tonight the first one I've brought in is tree moss agate and I really like tree moss agate for Sagittarius energy so you can see that beautiful green speckled so this one is really good for grounding It's good for bringing in a little bit of Earth energy. At the time of this transmission, we've actually moved into a Capricorn moon already, but we're still respecting that energy of the new moon because the new moon portal lasts about well, it usually lasts about two days before and after the peak of the moon, but when we have things like eclipses or supermoons, we can feel that energy up to like three to five days before and after. So um, we should bring in a little bit of grounding energy because we're still gonna be feeling that Sagittarius fire kind of pulling us all over the place. I also really like the just general agates. So I have agate here. Agates of all kinds check these out. This one reminds me of an egg With this white like yellow oak and yellow yellow yolk and white on the outside By the way side note mercury is currently combust with the Sun I was born in the post shadow of a mercury retrograde and <clears throat> Sometimes I can't talk when mercury's got stuff going on Um, this is another really cool agate I've gotten with like a little rainbow pink side And that's what I love about agates is they're all so unique. This one almost has a carnelian vibe, but it's agate. So if you have any type of agate, tree moss agate or otherwise, you could bring those into the energy of this new moon circle tonight. And then I also have, by the way, agate is really good for grounding as well, but it also represents our Uniqueness, our own individual personalities, and our own individual abilities to express ourselves in all kinds of different beautiful ways. I'm going to talk about that tonight. And then finally, we have a crystal skull. So if you follow me on Instagram, you would have seen my little guy I just got recently this little crystal skull, which I am in love with. Love him. So the reason we're bringing in a crystal skull is we wanna bring in the energy of our crown chakra tonight. We're gonna bring in more of a holy consciousness energy, more of a philosophical, intellectual energy to be in contemplation and reflection tonight so crystal skulls are really good to help us activate these upper spiritual chakras especially the third eye and the crown chakra especially the crown chakra and anything above that as well anything above the seventh chakra eighth chakra and above um And they're also good for helping us to retrieve certain um, past life memories or Akashic memories, Akashic records. We can also use crystal skulls to enhance our meditation practice or our spiritual practices. Um, I should probably do a whole podcast or a whole transmission just on crystal skulls and how we can use them. Maybe I will. probably going to write that down after this. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so if you have a little crystal skull, feel free to use that tonight as well. And then I do have a selenite wand, but I'll be using that at the very end of our transmission. I'm going to grab a drink of hot tea and just submit to clear my throat too. But I am going to bring in the spinal earth element of pine sage. By the way, Lisa, sister, she's here tonight. She got this for me and I've been using this when I really feel the need to cleanse and release. I just started using it about a month ago with Scorpio season, so I feel like it's appropriate to use now as we are finally finishing up the 18-month Gemini Sagittarius Eclipse Portal and we're moving into the 18-month Taurus Scorpio Eclipse Portal. So I'm combining this sage with the Element of Fire. And you can see that there's a pretty strong wind or smoke coming off of this, the element of air. This is alchemy, right? We combine this earth with fire, we get air or smoke. And this is a very cleansing smoke. Pine energy is very protective, very purifying. It really um, helps protect our health. And it also really helps us to cleanse and detoxify. So if there's anything that we need to rid ourselves of right now, we're going to smudge that away. And I always bring in some sort of smudging stick into our ceremony. I'm gonna let this come to you for a moment. It's really already starting to burn out, which is a good sign. I'm just gonna shake it up one more time to make sure I really wanna take this around me and around you guys and around the technology that we're using tonight to connect with. So when your sage burns out, especially if it burns out quickly, that means that your spaces are pretty pure, which I don't doubt because this is my office. This is one of my sacred spaces and I've really been cleaning up and tidying up today in pure Capricorn moon fashion. I'm a Capricorn moon. So, okay. So that is burned out already. I didn't think I was, um, thought that that was going to take longer, so that was kind of surprising. Okay, we're going to move on to the element of water. Like I said, I do have just some hot tea here. Feel free to always bring in just pure, sweet Nectar of Life water into your transmissions, but I also like to bring in essential oils. Tonight, I recommend that you use cinnamon, and cinnamon is a nice hot oil. So if you're using it topically, you want to make sure that you are heavily diluting this with a carrier oil, but I'm just going to smell it tonight. And I recommend throwing it in your diffuser. If you don't have a diffuser, by the way, you can also throw your oils into a boiling pot of water and it will um, distill into the air. You'll get that steam and you'll have that smell as well. I really like to boil, um, like cinnamon sticks and orange peels, rosemary, um, a little bit of sage, things like that in a big pot right now can smell really nice and it's really um, kind of like warming um, and homey feeling when you smell it. So cinnamon helps us to get our fires started. It awakens our senses. It lights up our heart chakra and it really helps us to take action and move forward, which is something that we want to do as we move into a new lunar cycle, but it's also something that we want to do with a total solar eclipse so i recommend that you use cinnamon in your practice tonight and if you don't have cinnamon another great replacement is cassia you could also use clove really any of the hot spicy oils but i really like um cassia because it comes from the cinnamon family. And if cinnamon is too strong for you, by the way, so I actually am hypersensitive to cinnamon. I can't chew cinnamon gum. I don't really chew gum anyway, but I can't chew cinnamon gum. I can't have cinnamon toothpaste um mouthwash anything like that the only exception is i do use doTERRA's On Guard toothpaste and their On Guard mouthwash and i make my own toothpaste and mouthwash sometimes with just one drop of cinnamon oil and other oils and that seems to be okay for me but otherwise i'm kind of hypersensitive to it and so if you are as well you could use cassia as well because it's a little bit lighter a little bit sweeter and not as intense as that cinnamon oil Mm, it smells really good. Cassia, by the way, can be used in massage oils. Again, heavily diluted, but it helps to warm the muscles. And if you need that warmth, um, that can be a really good one to use. You could use cinnamon too, but cinnamon's really spicy. Also be aware that when you're using these hot oils, if you are touching them or using them topically, make sure to really wipe your hands, wash your hands, get the oils off your hands, you touch your eyes, your face, any mucosal membranes in your body. You just want to be careful of that when you're using oils. They're really concentrated, really potent, really powerful and that's actually why I like to use them in our ceremonies because of their um, capabilities with just you know breathing them in or just using like one or two drops. Okay I'm also going to incorporate the element of water by taking a quick drink of my hot tea. And then I'm going to bring in the final element, which is the ether. It's what we already talked about. It's the space that we're connecting to to communicate tonight. We um, withstand space and time when we connect in the ether and it is our fifth element. So with that, I'm going to bring in this selenite wand. I'm gonna bring this up and around in a clockwise direction. And down and then prepare to call in the guides and the guardians of the four and fifth direction. So if you'd like to join me in this prayer, feel free to close your eyes if that's comfortable. Otherwise, you can just listen and tune in. I'm going to take a deep breath. First, I'd like to welcome in and call in the guides and guardians of the east to our new moon circle tonight. East is the direction of new beginnings, where the sun rises, where we experience the dawn of a new day, and it brings in the element of wind, that energy of smoke to smudge away what no longer serves to cleanse and purify, that breath of fresh air that we need when we're starting over or feeling a deep needed release, that sensation of wind that moves things out of the way for us, we thank the guides and guardians of the East for being in our circle tonight. And we also welcome in the guides and guardians of the South with the element of fire symbol of transformation burning away what no longer serves the fire of the Sun coming into this new moon portal with a total solar eclipse also in that fiery sign of Sagittarius fire is a sign of quick action Fire is a sign of light, drive, desire, and we thank the guides and guardians of the South for being in our circle tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the West and call in their element of water, sweet nectar of life, element of survival we do need air to breathe but we also need water for survival because we are mostly water water is purifying water is cleansing water helps us wash away what no longer serves and nourish what needs to grow And water is deeply affected with the moon, especially the new moon, as we feel our watery emotions and the creative flow of our sacral chakra moving through us like water now to birth whatever we're ready to bring into the world. And so we thank the guides and guardians of the West for being here tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the north with that element of earth and gravity so strong right now with the new moon. The energy of our ancestors and those that came before us, the energy of our past lives, the energy of our soul contracts, And those that are here on this earthly plane with us now, we thank you for your wisdom, for your lessons to learn. We thank you for your guidance, both from the past into the present and into the seven-plus generations ahead of us. We thank the guides and guardians of the north for being here in our circle tonight. And finally, we call in and welcome the guides and guardians of the fifth element, the ether, the spirit realm, everything above the earth, everything beyond us, the cosmos, galactic beings, light beings, archangels, angels, spirit guides, spirit animals, other forms of light that need to be here with us in our circle tonight we thank you for your guidance we thank you for your messages we thank you for your insight we thank you for your connection as we continue to evolve and journey on our path and we thank the guides and guardians of the spirit realm for being with us tonight with that our circle is sealed because our smudging is done because this dog is barking outside I'm gonna shut the window give me just a minute (laughs) hey much better my neighbors have a dog that barks and barks and barks and ironically it was barking through a good chunk of our um, last moon circle honoring the full moon indoors and when I listened to the recording thankfully you couldn't really hear it but I digress. So welcome to our circle. How are you feeling tonight? How do you feel after this eclipse? If you didn't know, we had a total solar eclipse last night between about 11 p.m. and 2 a.m. Central Time, depending on where you were in the world. Um, It might have been a different time, and we couldn't see this one. It was only visible in Antarctica and the southernmost parts of um, Africa and South America so if you're in those spaces and you got to see the total solar eclipse awesome I did see a really cool picture from NASA uh, today and uh, even if we don't see that energy even if we don't see the eclipse happen we certainly feel it so let's go back a little bit and let's talk just really briefly about what a new moon is and that energy just in case you're brand new to learning about the moon Imagine that my head right here in the center is the earth. My earthly human body is the earth. Imagine that the sun is over here off to the side of me. And imagine in between the sun and me is the moon. That's the position that the moon is in right now. When we're in a new moon portal, we cannot really see the sun. We're on the dark side of the moon, and that's why it's so dark outside. It's also why we tend to feel a little bit more tired, um, a little bit less motivated. You know, we can't see. We can't do things. We just want to rest our natural Beings here on planet Earth want to rest when it's dark outside. It's also why you feel more tired during the winter time or during rainy times when it's dark. We want to sleep, and so this might be the energy that you're feeling with this new moon. I had to take a little power nap today, like a little 40-minuter, and then I was refreshed and good to go. I really felt tired this morning. I definitely slept in today till about eight o'clock. Not my normal. I'm normally up by five or six. I was really feeling it with this new moon. But I was also up last night around that like 1.45, 2 a.m. mark until about 3 a.m. So I was also feeling the energy of the eclipse. So we'll touch on that in a minute. But know that when we are in a new moon portal, we also have stronger gravity on Earth. We feel more... um, grounded. We also feel like we're more in our earthly bodies, which means we're also really feeling maybe heavy um, in addition to feeling tired and lethargic. We might also really feel um like we're really in our human experience. So we might have a lot of feelings and emotions coming up and those tend to be more on the lower frequency side because we're pulled more down into what we call Apana energy. Apana energy is that energy at the bottom of our breath. So right now, take a deep breath in. Deep breath out. And like marinate in that. Do you feel like that heavy feeling? Let's do it again. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. It's a really relaxing breath, but it also kind of slumps you forward, makes you round a little bit in your posture. That can make you feel a little bit more moody or sad or emotional. This is the energy of Apana, and it's what we're feeling with the new moon. Now tonight, we do have an exception to that. And yesterday as well, we had this total solar eclipse come in. So yes, every new moon, the moon is in between the earth and the sun. But in particular, when we have a total solar eclipse, the moon covers the sun completely. It's in this perfect alignment where it covers the sun completely and it blocks everything out. And if you're on the other side of the world where the sun is shining at night, then the moon is going to cover that. Now here in North America, we have an annual solar eclipse during the summertime. And then in um, in the southern parts of the world, they have their annual solar eclipse in the wintertime. So it's just the way that the earth and the moon and the sun all move around. But when we're in this eclipse energy, because we have this solar influence, it actually feels a little bit more like a full moon. So we feel a little bit more heightened in our energy. We feel moody, crabby, grouchy, maybe more in those um, low frequency energies that have a little solar flaring fire behind them, right? Like anger, jealousy, rage, um, you know, lack of control or feeling overwhelmed or out of control or feeling a power struggle, um, being overbearing, overpowering. Um, you know, all of these things can rise when we have an eclipse um, in a fiery new moon like Sagittarius. The other thing about an eclipse, a total solar eclipse, is it actually makes us feel like we've had kind of a reset. So when we have a solar eclipse, we might feel a reset of our energy as well. New moons are always a time of new beginnings, but when we have this solar eclipse, it's kind of like a second chance. So think about pre-modern times, before we had the knowledge of astronomy, before we knew what was going on with the sun and the earth and the moon, before we maybe even knew much about the earth whatsoever, we might have thought it was flat, we might have not even had time to to ponder the earth and its shape. And imagine if you were going about your day to day and all of a sudden the sun disappeared. Or in the case of a lunar eclipse, the moon turned red, <laughs> right? Imagine if something weird happened with the moon or the sun. And then the animals and the bugs started acting a little weird because of that as well. You would get a little freaked out. You would think that the world was going to end And that's what people thought back then. They didn't realize what was happening. They just saw that the sun got blocked out. Remember that we don't always have a total solar eclipse that we can actually see. So we don't always see these every year. We see them once in a while. So you might have never seen one before. And then all of a sudden this solar eclipse hits. You're going to be a little freaked out. Good news is solar eclipses don't last very long. So once they're over with and the light returns, then... People realized, oh, the world didn't end. Whew, we survived that one. Well, now how are we going to live differently? So, I can put this into a different perspective. You know, how would you feel if you thought that your world was going to end as you knew it? This could be energetically, spiritually, or physically. What if you had a near death experience or something that really? impacted your um, quality of life and then you survived that, you would definitely want to shift direction. You would definitely want to do differently. So that's the energy that we're feeling with a solar eclipse. We're feeling a new beginning, just like we do with any new moon. This is a new lunar cycle, but we're feeling a big new beginning. We're feeling the call to be different, to develop new habits, to shift our way of living. And we have the energy to do it because we have this fire sign of Sagittarius, the go-getter, the sign of growth, expansion, joy, abundance behind us with this eclipse energy to really push us and move us forward. So let's talk about Sagittarius season because this new moon and total solar eclipse is in the sign of Sagittarius. Are there any Sagittarius's on the transmission, by the way? I love to hear what your signs are. If you have Sagittarius in your big three, put it in the um, comments here. Or even if you're catching the replay, put it in the comments. Let me know. Sagittarius is a fire sign. It's the sign of the archer, the hunter or huntress, the wonderluster, the traveler, the adventurer. The go-getter it's a sign of go for it it's the cheerleader and Santa Claus of the zodiac <laughs> lots of joy lots of cheer lots of excitement and lots of support for you to go after your dreams Sagittarius is ruled by the planet Jupiter Jupiter is the largest planet in our galaxy and it's also a very bright planet Ironically, when Jupiter is in retrograde and spinning backwards, it gets even brighter and brighter. So, you know, this is a planet bringing in energy for your own growth and expansion and for your own ability to find the light. Or be lighter, kind of get out of these lower frequency, grumpier energies, move up into lighter energies, energies of the solar plexus, your internal sun, a place where you harness joy, move up into those lighter energies of your heart, where you feel excitement, where you feel love, where you feel desire, move up into those lighter places in your energy centers, your third eye, your crown chakra, you know, this is what this fire energy of Sagittarius is all about. It's about lighting a fire under us to want to do better, be better, and vibrate higher. If you're on this transmission live, let me know in the comments. Have you been feeling the call to do something different? have you been feeling the call to shift your habits have you been feeling a call to transform or change completely maybe move into more of those higher energy chakras get back into your spiritual practices get back into surrounding yourself with um, people that support you or support your higher self get back into rituals and routines that do that as well i've certainly been feeling that i've been really feeling a call over the past week or so to say hey it's time to get up early and really do your spiritual practices and really take time for yourself. Hey, it's time to really get your life structured when it comes to your businesses and getting all of that together so that you can have more growth and success and abundance. I'm feeling the call to even do things differently with just like day-to-day routine with my family and with my son and how I'm a mom and how I'm a wife. You know, all these things matter right now because if we don't get to them now, I hate to break it to you, if you don't do them in this lunar cycle, if you wait until, um until the next new moon or if you wait until the holidays if you wait until the first of the year you're just not going to feel the motivation to do that transformation or to move into that next evolution the energy just won't be there like it is right now so i really encourage you sisters and brothers that if you're feeling the call to make a big change that you really set the intention and you make the make the commitment to do it with this new moon Diane says she bought a sketch pad and colored pencils. Yeah, so clearly you're feeling a call to get more creative. And I love that because that's another thing about the fire energy of Sagittarius is it's all about us doing things that bring us Joy, doing the things that move us out of the fires of our heart. So that's another thing. Um, I'm really into certain types of art as well, and I've been getting into different aspects of expressing my art, which has been really nice. I've been doing a lot of like graphic art, um, designing different things just for myself for fun, um, and then also really getting into like how I'm going to design and paint my bath bombs with Sacred Bath Botanica, which has been really fun too. But the um, key is that we're not just taking action towards our goals. We're not towards just working towards our dreams, but during the season and during this lunar cycle, we're also really doing the things that bring us joy, that make us happy, that we're surrounding ourselves with the people that make us happy. You know, the holidays holidays tend to be a stressful time, and it can be a time when we're surrounded by people that stress us out or don't vibe with us. And this lunar, I'm sorry, this solar eclipse and this new moon in Sagittarius is saying it's time to like use the fire to like make a quick decision to cut that tie and not allow that energy to affect you anymore. It's okay to set boundaries. It's okay if you have to be in a um, place with people that you don't necessarily vibe with or don't necessarily want to be with. It's okay to exit the room. It's okay to excuse yourself. It's okay to you know give yourself some space when you have to be in that place or or to redirect the conversation if it doesn't vibe with your higher frequency energy this is really important right now you know this is also a time for us to make sure that we are doing the things that make us happy because we are overindulging with food and drink we tend to fall off of our practices because we're busy we're tired, we're overstimulated, we're overwhelmed. Um, and so, you know, making sure that we're prioritizing things that make us happy will help us to um, be more motivated to work on our dreams, to stay on track, to stick to our practices best we can, even if we don't meet our daily routine every day. Okay, so we've talked about the moon, we've talked about new moons, we've talked about new beginnings with this eclipse. Let's talk about second chances. Eclipses are like a fast forward portal. They give us an opportunity to evolve really fast because we get the chance to make quick decisions. Like I said, making that quick decision to say, no, I'm going to protect my energy and only surround myself this season with people that make me happy. Or no, I'm only going to do things that make me happy and I'm going to decline those experiences and events that I know are not going to make me happy. Those things are important to do right now, but we also have an energy of maybe coming to a crossroads. Do you feel like you have a choice that you have to make right now? Do you feel like you have a new opportunity sitting before you, waiting on you to seize? Do you feel like you've got a new direction that you wanna take in your life, or a new venture, or a new project? Do you have the choice to develop a new relationship with somebody? Do you have a new career path? You know, the possibilities are endless, but a lot of times when we move into eclipse season, and we move into solar eclipses, we have the opportunity to go down a different path. And for those of you that don't know, my whole mantra is follow your path because I think that our path changes as we evolve. If you know much about me or if you've peeped my website or if you follow me on social media, you know that I take a very multifaceted approach to healing. I've gone through many paths to get me where I am today, and I'm sure that I will take many more different paths along my journey as I grow and evolve. So right now, as you come to this crossroads, or if you feel like you've got a path to take, it's time to make a very quick choice and not dwell on it. Because the quicker you make the choice, the quicker you can learn the lesson, and the quicker that you can evolve. Now that means whether you take a new path or you take the path that you've been down before. Another thing that tends to happen with eclipse season is we tend to have things come up from our past that have already happened. So you might find yourself making a choice that you've had to make before. You might find yourself coming into a situation or an experience that's almost like a deja vu, like you've been there before. Now you can choose to have that same experience again. You can choose to do the same thing and learn the same lesson, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're tired of that lesson, if you feel like you've kind of gained the wisdom out of it and you no longer want to go through that experience it's time to choose the different path the different path the new path it might be scary it might be very unknown you might see like the first step and that's it you might feel like you're traversing into a fog but I promise you that there is no wrong way there is only a way to go so as you go on to this new path trust that this is the next step in your journey trust this this is your next evolution trust that this is where your spirit guides are taking you maybe your ancestors are guiding you there maybe you are feeling it from within yourself but know that you're doing that because you're breaking some sort of karma it might be ancestral it might be generational it might be from past life but you are breaking karma so that you can evolve and be better, do better, rise higher, evolve. Does this resonate with you? Do you feel like you're coming to a crossroads to make a choice to do the same thing or do something different? I am in my own journey. I'll So a couple of things. I'll just be totally open. You guys know that this is a space where I'm really vulnerable. I always tell you that the spaces that I hold for you, both physically, like in my studio, in person, and here online, these are safe spaces. So let's talk about some things with me in case you're like, I don't really get it or I don't really relate. Four years ago, during this time, I was traveling through India. Actually, on December 4th. I was preparing to head back home. In fact, I think I was traveling on the fourth. It might've been the fifth. It took me like two days to travel back home. I can't remember, but I had been on about a three and a half week journey through India, and during that journey, halfway through, I found out I was pregnant. Totally unexpected, totally unplanned, had to ride with what was given to me, journey through the other um rest of my trip the next two weeks pregnant through india and then prepared to fly home some of you may or may not know this if you've read my story or not but i had um the first of two pregnancy losses during that two day flight home i started bleeding in a layover in Istanbul, Turkey unexpectedly, and I um, ended up losing the pregnancy on my flight home from Istanbul to Chicago. Now I went into the doctor and I found out that I was still pregnant. Every sign showed that I was still pregnant and it was likely that I had been pregnant with twins. Well, three and a half weeks later, unfortunately, I lost that baby as well. And I am going through kind of a feeling of completion of that grieving portal, of that loss now, because I was in that sacred unknown pause, like right now, four years ago. I didn't know if the other baby was going to make it. I didn't know when. Or how or if I was going to miscarry, and I was literally just waiting and 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 you know, kind of holding on to time and holding on to faith, and I ended up um, losing the baby actually on New Year's Eve, just a little after midnight, um, as I welcomed in a new year. Now, I bring this up to tell you this because literally last night with this eclipse portal, shortly after the eclipse was at its peak, I started bleeding again. And I heard a message almost 18 months ago. And that is so crazy now that I think about it because we have been in an 18-month eclipse series. So 18 months ago or so, I got a download, a message that when I bled with the new moon, it would be time to conceive her, meaning my daughter. And I was pregnant in January of this year, back in January of the beginning of 2021, and lost a, another twin pregnancy in april in the fourth month so it's been four years since i went to india since i went through pregnancy loss i went through another loss this year losing my baby in the fourth month by the way my son who is two and a half years old um was born in april in the fourth month and i just know that four is a number of completion it's a number of the angels it's a number of spiritual journey and I know that I'm kind of coming around to a crossroads now not only kind of wrapping up my emotions around that whole process, feeling finally at peace with it, finally like healing the grief of it. I really felt myself heal the grief with the full moon in Taurus and that um, partial lunar eclipse because that's when I would have um, gone into, that's when I would have um, had my baby or babies. That's um, what I would have been due. And I'm feeling really okay on the other side of that now as we move into the solar eclipse. But I also feel myself coming to a crossroads because I'm bleeding with a new moon. And I have to make the decision if I'm actually ready to get pregnant this month and conceive her. And I know some of you on here have known my journey and have been with me through this journey. So I feel safe here. But I just want you to know that that's what I'm coming to right now with this eclipse. And I actually woke up very confident that I am ready to conceive her. But I don't know if my husband is and I'm OK if he's not. I'm not forcing it. That's the other thing is I've learned a big life lesson. So, right. The reason we come around to crossroads and the reason we come around to new decision making is because we have learned the lesson and we have gained the wisdom. And the lesson for me in the process was to not force it. I was in labor with my son, who's here in this earthly realm now for 60 hours, two and a half days. Everybody wanted to force it in the medical world. Everyone wanted to intervene. I trusted in my faith. I trusted in my body. I didn't force it. And I allowed him to come into the world. And he is a beautiful, happy, healthy, fiery Aries baby boy. We have to learn our lesson. My lesson was to not force it. When I got ready to get pregnant again, I, every time I, so I started to bleed with a new moon portal, but it wasn't right with the new moon. It was kind of like on the end of it, right? And I was like, this is the time. And I felt like I was ready. And it had been like 18 months since Jack was born, my son. And I was like, yeah, let's do this. So we started trying to get pregnant and it didn't happen. And October, November, December, January it took like four months of us kind of forcing it, and then we got pregnant, and then that pregnancy didn't work out, and after that we kind of forced the topic. We need to make this decision now. We need to decide how we're going to do this, and the truth is, we don't. So I'm at a decision right now in this lunar cycle, in this lunar portal, if my husband is not at that same decision, it's okay. I'm okay with that. When I bleed on the new moon again, we'll come around to the topic again. That's the crossroads I've come to, that's the path I'm journeying down now with my fertility journey because I've learned that lesson to not force it, and I've gained the wisdom that when I trust my body, all ends up well. Thank you for the hearts. Thank you for the love. I've got one more example, and it has to relate to this India journey as well. Ever since I went on my journey in India four years ago, I've struggled to talk about it. Number one, you can see why, because I went through a really traumatic, crazy, like life changing experience when I went down that journey and I knew I was called to go to India for a reason and I knew it would be a great spiritual awakening for me. I had no idea that it would bring me to where I am now. But I received my name, Vina, my spiritual name, Vina in India. And people have always asked me more about that and I try to explain it, but the truth is I can't explain it until I share my full story of my journey and I've been trying to talk about the trip for four years now I've tried to talk about it through video on social media I've tried to blog about it on my website I tried to write about it in different social media posts I have tried to talk about it in like little um, group circles in like all of us coming together in one physical space Couldn't quite get the journey out because of everything that I went through. And also the fact that I didn't quite have a fully positive experience. And I think that when we travel and we take big trips like that, people automatically expect us to have a good trip and to have a great experience and to have all these exciting things to talk about. And I do have exciting things to talk about. But there was also this piece of me that was like, man, I don't want to be a buzzkill. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. But my trip was not. All that great it was 50 50 that's literally how I describe it now 50 50 50 percent good 50 percent kind of disappointing kind of a letdown and I haven't ever been able to talk about that out of the fear of wanting to hurt like not wanting to hurt feelings so I didn't want to hurt the feelings of the coordinator of the trip even though because of her not going on the trip It kind of like caused all of the like letdowns and disappointments to happen. I still didn't want to hurt her feelings, even though I don't personally know this person. It was like a whole thing that I really had to work through. So long story short, I was preparing to start sharing my story about India now. Like I wanted to start talking about it last month because I um, went over there in November of 2017. So I wanted to kind of make it like the four year anniversary, start sharing my story my microphone stopped working. <laughs> I'm having an issue. Like it's working, but anything I record, I can't get off of it onto my computer. So I came up with a technical hiccup, a technical difficulty that prevented me from sharing my story again on my nice, fancy microphone that I've been podcasting with. So here's the crossroads that I've come down again. My crossroads is I can again find an excuse. Decide not to share the story. Say, you know what? It's really not the right time. All of these signs are showing it's not the right time. I'm not gonna share my story now. Or I could say something else. And I could say, you know what? Four years ago, when I traveled in India, I really wanted a brand new iPhone X. I had an old iPhone 3.5. It was cracked. There was a crack in the camera that had this little like distorted thing on every image that I took. I really wanted a brand new iPhone. I had saved up, I had waited a long time. I wanted that phone before I went on my trip. Well, I couldn't get it. They they were out, they were popular at the time. It was almost Christmas time. I couldn't get a new iPhone. I had to travel with my old school iPhone, do the best I could and rock with it. I have some of the most amazing pictures. I have so many amazing pictures and I don't even care about the imperfection from the little scratch on the lens. So guess what? The lesson is that despite the fact that I have that little imperfection on all my little photos, they go totally viral and totally crazy on social media. Despite the fact that I have all of these like pictures and these broken words and not sure how to get my story out, every time I've shared parts of my story, people are like, tell me more. So the wisdom, the lesson, is to keep going no matter what because people are interested in the story and the wisdom I've gained is that it doesn't matter how perfect things are. It's almost the imperfectly perfect that's better. So I have chosen the path with the Sagittarius new moon and this eclipse to move forward and share my story. And starting this weekend, I'm going to be recording here on my MacBook, my old school MacBook that I'm recording the audio for the podcast of this moon circle now. And I'm going to start sharing my story and I'm going to tell you about every single day of my three and a half week journey and then some when I got home because I just feel like part of my official healing and like the official like healing of the karma of everything is not only like getting my story out from my travels but getting my story out to completion and really talking about everything I went through once I got back to America once I was going through like that pause in the uncertainty of a pregnancy loss after I went through the pregnancy loss my fertility journey and little did I know that that's what I needed to do to really start my story of my like podcast and everything that I've been doing now I had all these other shows and ideas to bring forward and my microphone broke and was like, no, you need to go back to the beginning and you need to start there because it's kind of where the foundation of everything um, came from and and how I came um, to where I am today and the person that I am today. So Diane says, yes, she feels like she's breaking ancestral karma right now. I don't know if it's ancestral karma that I'm breaking, but I definitely feel like I'm breaking some sort of karma as well. And you might be feeling this too. So if you're feeling like you've got the opportunity to take the same choice again, do the same experience, have the same relationship, be around the same person, or do different, it's up to you to make the choice. You have free will, but know that either way, you're going to learn a lesson, you're going to gain some sort of wisdom. If you're choosing the path that you've chosen before, you've likely not gained the wisdom yet you might have learned a piece of the lesson but there might be more of the lesson to learn before you're ready to evolve so again no right or wrong just part of the experience that we go through when we have this eclipse portal upon us we've been here an hour already i told you it was going to be a long one tonight i'm going to grab a drink of hot tea if you have any questions please put them forward i'm going to shift and talk about the vedic astrology It won't take long and then we're probably going to move into the Tarot reading tonight. I already predicted we'd be here about 75-80 minutes. I'm not surprised. (laughs) Okay so we've talked about moons, eclipses, new moons, Sagittarius, fire energy, how to utilize the eclipse. One thing that I want to touch base on is the difference between lunar eclipses and solar eclipses as far as the changes that you're making. They both represent big change. They both represent portals for us to evolve very quickly. Big life lessons, big wisdom to gain or big insights coming through, big aha moments. But there's a difference in how it impacts us. So if you're wanting to learn more, you can go back and just like watch or listen to my transmission of my virtual full moon circle, honoring that partial lunar eclipse and full moon in Taurus. But the full moon represents our feelings, right? Like kind of our, or I'm sorry, let me back this up and say that the moon represents our feelings, our emotions, our sacral chakra, Creative energy, reproductive energy, energy of worthiness, desire, um, where we feel pleasure and turn on, all of this has to do with lunar energy. Solar energy has to do with taking action, drive, moving forward, Um, the external energy, the energy of kind of our fire, um, the way that we are, our ego, our core, the way that we um, express ourselves to the external world, the way that we carry ourselves, kind of who we are. When we have a lunar eclipse, we are given the opportunity to make changes around the way that we feel, the way that we bring in pleasure and worthiness, the way that we find value or feel valuable or express our value. We also find um, change around deep ancestral karma because it is the reproductive bloodline. So if you have things from like your family that you're ready to heal, things that you don't want to repeat, even generationally back, or even things that have come up you didn't know about, um, lunar eclipses help us to heal that and transform that. And they're really about emotional alchemy. So they're about changing the way we feel about our past, Our past mistakes, our past failures, our past trauma, our childhood, past lives, really changing the way that we feel about it, holding gratitude for it, holding love for it, like holding it in the heart frequency instead so that we can, again, move forward and have a different experience because really that's what the wisdom is to gain. It's to love what we've been through, to love our life and to have gratitude for it no matter what we've been through. Now, when we come over to the side of solar eclipses, we're feeling that big transformation around the way we do things instead of the way we feel about things. So we feel like we're actually ready to like take action. We're actually ready to be a different person, to redefine our identity, to reinvent ourselves, to reinvent our day-to-day, to reinvent our routine, um, to change how we operate in this world. So our career, right, how we work, our professional life might come into question during a solar eclipse. Um, you might also feel just more um, passion and fire to go after those things that bring you more joy uh, coming out of your heart and your solar plexus. So that's the difference between the two. And I do wanna mention that Mars is playing into this new moon portal and this eclipse energy as well, and kind of this lunar cycle because Mars um, is currently in Scorpio and that is a ruling sign of Mars and it kind of gives Mars the energy of like going into battle. So Mars is our planet of masculine energy. It's the planet of yang. It's the planet of action and doing things. It's the planet of war and work. So you can imagine that if we're in all of these energies and we're exalted in these energies, then we're going to feel more propelled to direct our energy into those categories and into those realms. So you're going to feel like you want to take action now in this lunar cycle. You want to feel like you kind of want to go to battle um, with your like your past and, and just in the sense of like, hey, I'm not going to let that happen again. I'm going to stand strong. I'm not going to let the past repeat itself. I'm not going to go through the same war and the same battles again. Like that victory has already been won. You're ready for a new battle. And then the other thing to know is that the battle might be intellectual and philosophical it might be a head game. You might be going into a head game in the next few weeks. And we certainly go into a head game when we're trying to shift our habits, especially when we're trying to break toxic and unhealthy habits and addictions. And I think that that's a struggle to do during the holiday season. So you might find yourself kind of in a mental game right now, really going to battle with yourself internally as you try to regain that confidence to kind of live out of your higher self um, and, and vibrate into this higher person that you know that you're ready to be. Another quick thing to remember is that Mercury, I mentioned, is combust right now. Mercury is kind of passing through the sun, combust with the sun, which means that our expression and communication is exalted as well, which means with Mars and Mercury being exalted, we're ready to really... Express ourselves externally. We're ready to live out of our truth and say who we are and be vulnerable and not really care what other people think. So if you're feeling like, hey, there's been a piece of me that I've been masking, there's been a piece of me that I've been hiding from the external world, just know that you have the confidence to reveal that to the world now. You can come out of your shadows, you can come out of your closet, and you can be who you are in the world because Sagittarius is that same. Sand- Santa Claus at the Zodiac. Sagittarius is pushing you right now during this season to be who you are, because you're gonna be loved for who you are, and you're gonna be more joyful for being who you are. And then Mars, this Yang energy is like, yes, go for it, go to battle. Who gives a you-know-what about what you think? And if anybody wants to fight you on that, you know, it's not worth the battle, walk away, you do you. And then Mercury is like, yes, yes, express yourself. Do your thing. Say what you want to. Say how you feel. Um, so these are the big changes that are also coming with this eclipse. I really feel like it's an opportunity for us to totally redefine ourselves. We have this opportunity to really show up to the world as we want to. And because we're so social during the holiday season, this is really a great opportunity to reintroduce yourself to the world. Don't wait until the new year when everybody's doing it, like when it's trendy then, like do it now and set the standard and just say, hey, This is the person that I really am. I know it's not who you're used to, but guess what? This is me, and this is who makes me happy. Let's travel over to the Eastern side of the world. Let's talk about Vedic astrology. Although I'm no expert in Vedic astrology, I like to bring it in because, hey, my whole spiritual journey happened when I went to the East four years ago and I was introduced to this whole other side of astrology. I find it really fascinating and I find that a lot of times it aligns with the energy in the western side of the world. So in the eastern side of the world, this moon is in Jayasta Nakshatra. Jayasta Nakshatra is known as the chief star, queen star, or Royal star. This is kind of a lunar mansion. It's a constellation that houses the moon. And this particular one has to do with royalty. It has to do with us living out of our higher self and achieving this kind of like Royal queen, king code consciousness, this holy consciousness, this Christos Sophia, consciousness. Guess what? We're moving into the season of Christmas for most of the world. And what does Christmas represent? Christ, the birth of Christ. Whether you agree on that or not, I'm not so sure that Jesus Christ was born during this time, but it is certainly the time that we honor him and we honor his life and we honor his Um, light that he brought into the world. Now, this isn't about Christianity. This is about Christ consciousness. This is about holy consciousness. This is about being connected to source, universe, God, goddess, whatever you want to call it. But that higher power that makes us want to do better, that makes us want to be better, that makes us want to live out of love, the way that Jesus did as he walked through his life, right? So it's an interesting time for us to come into this holy, royal consciousness with Jayesta Nakshatra because we're being reminded that it's a time for us to vibrate higher. Now, it also means it's a time for us to rule our lives. So if you're feeling like maybe your life has been spinning out of control, or maybe you've been feeling like somebody's been overpowering you or taking away your energy, it's time to kind of reclaim some freedom and sovereignty. It's a time for us to break free of our limitations, break free of the chains of our past selves and our past um, kind of like traumas and pieces of ourselves that hold us down into our lower evolution that keep us from rising higher. This is the time to break free from all of that. I mentioned earlier the planet Mars really influencing this moon. It's no different on the eastern side of the world. Right now, this particular nakshatra, Jayasta nakshatra, is ruled by a star known as Antares, And Entouraz is a very, very old star. And this is why we're in this like chief star consciousness as well. But Entouraz, that star in particular, is known as the Red Star because it sits completely opposite of Mars. And it's known as Mars's enemy or something a star that's in opposition to Mars so are you feeling a little oppositional right now are you feeling like you may need to go to war to break free do you feel like you need to go to battle to reclaim your earthly life to reclaim your land and to reclaim your freedom and sovereignty if so go to battle. Make the changes that you need to because you will feel a relief on the other side of it. You will feel a breath of fresh air. You'll feel as if you've transformed because you no longer have to waste your energy dealing with that stuff that was pulling you down. I got to grab a drink here and I got to think if there's anything else I really want to say about the Vedic astrology. Not really. There's not much I can think of right now. So one thing to know is there's a lot of fire playing into the Vedic side of the world as well, but it's a fire to move out of our truth and out of our heart. Because when we have this passion to achieve a higher self, when we have a drive and a fire out of our heart to be more holy, we feel more whole and we feel more complete. And, you know, we kind of feel transformed like a phoenix that's risen from the ashes because the stuff from the past no longer bothers us. So remember that this is eclipse energy. We're getting rid of the things that no longer serve. We're not letting them affect us in the same way anymore. More so, we're no longer letting the feelings of our past affect us anymore. But we're le- really no longer letting anything in the physical, material form affect us in the same way either. Which means that we might have to redesign our kingdom. We might need to decide who's in our life now and who's supporting us and who really, not necessarily, puts us on a pedestal, but just sees ourself, um, or sees us as like who we are and. And they value us for who we are, right? Like you want people around you that value you, that value your time and value what you have to say and value what you have to offer and really express that through their love and through their attention, So if you have people in your life right now that aren't supporting you like that, it's time to cut those ties. And luckily you have the fire energy right now to really make the decision quickly. The other thing we have is this ability to surround ourselves with the things that lift us up higher, which means our spiritual practices. So this is a time for us to go to war with the things in opposition with our higher holy self things that are distracting you from being able to step into your spiritual practices. Are you spending too much time on your phone or social media? Is email overwhelming? Are you spending more time at night clearing out your email or catching up on some show instead of actually spending time in meditation or like relaxing your body? Um, if there's sacred texts that you're reading, are you spending time um, in conversation with other people? Are you spending more time with your energy um, in you know, violence or horror or, you know, low frequency energies of entertainment? Um, are you giving your attention to people that don't matter? You know, these are all things that can pull us away from our holy selves and from our spiritual self and our spiritual practices. And if we don't get a hang on it now, if we don't get a hold of it now, it's going to run away from us. And so with this Jayista nakshatra and this Jayista moon, we are being asked to reevaluate everything around. Around us, and how it's affecting our energy. And if it's draining us from our spiritual practices and our spiritual self, it's really time to shift and let those things, or those people, or those places, those habits, whatever it is, it's time to let it go. Okay, I think that's all I have to say about the Vedic astrology. I am going to do our tarot reading now, and then we are going to seal our circle and be done. Thank you for being with me tonight. I know we're going over. I hope you're excited about everything that's coming through tonight cuz this is a big one. This is this is like a big moon. This isn't like your typical new moon circle, new moon energy. This is big stuff, like a big new year, big celebration, big change, big transformation, big opportunity for big new beginnings. So we've got a lot to stay about it, right? Sagittarius um, is big expansive energy. So I'm not surprised that we're going to be on here for a while, a little longer. So before I pull up this Tarot reading, I'm just going to take another deep breath. And then I'll tell you what the cards brought up to us tonight. So just thanking these cards for the messages they have to bring through. Thank you for the guides and guardians of the ether for also being with this form of divination, helping us to see and understand more clearly. We thank you for the guidance now as we tune in. So I like to pull past, present, and future cards. And for this particular eclipse moon, I pulled a past card for everything we've learned from our past, all of our past lessons, all of the things that we need to know. I pulled a present card literally for this eclipse portal, like what we need to do, what we need to change, what we need to know. And then our future card is representing everything that's moving forward in this next lunar cycle. So this lunar cycle of Sagittarius throughout the rest of this year of 2021. And throughout the next eclipse series. So this next 18 months carrying us into 2023. So a little bit different than I normally do on a poll. I just wanted to set that up in advance. But the first card that I pulled for our past is the two of cups. Remember how I mentioned that we're coming to a crossroads right now. And we might have things from our past coming up again or a little bit of a feeling of deja vu two reminds us that we have a path to take. And if we see the number two, 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 or 22, if we see twos a lot, it's a reminder that we're on the right path. So maybe think about what came up tonight in this new moon circle when I was bringing through everything Was there a certain change that you were ready to make? Was there something that you knew you needed to do different or a path that you needed to take? Is it the same path? You know, whatever it is, this Two of Cups is saying, yes, that is the path that you need to take, whatever it is. The Two of Cups also represents the sacral chakra in reference to our relationships, and we've certainly had a transformation with our relationships over the past 18 months and over the past couple of years with all of the changes on the planet and the world. We've, I don't know, everybody that I've talked to, myself included, have lost relationships, whether that be through death, whether that be through friendship, whether that be through a cutting of ties, either on my side or their side. Maybe it's just a distancing that's happened. I've had some ghosting that's happened between people. Um, We've had these experiences of relationships coming through over um, the past, you know, one to two years and pretty much since 2020, notice the two of the card, right? So what this card is saying right now is that, again, yes, all of the relationships that are here now, all of the relationships that have worked out, all of the relationships that you have lost all of the relationships that didn't work out, this was what was meant to be. You are on your right path. And don't go back to the past and force it. And so interesting, I'm coming up to a memory right now and I will tell this story on my podcast. And again, I think the other reason I didn't um, share my stories about India immediately is because I have things that maybe I wasn't confident enough to share out loud or I wasn't in a space to share out loud. But one thing I'll share tonight with this two of cups being pulled, this card of relationships, letting go of what no longer serves, is when I was in India four years ago, I took a piece of jewelry that was given to me from an ex-lover that I felt called to throw in the Ganges, I was told two days before I left for my trip to take it and throw it in the Ganges to break and release the karma of that relationship. And that's something that I did. And I tell you, the day after I threw that piece of jewelry in the river, I found out I was pregnant. Even though that pregnancy didn't work out, I found out I was pregnant. So talk about breaking karma and shifting relationships and having a transformation. That partial lunar eclipse that we had and now this solar eclipse that we're having is giving us the opportunity to really surround ourselves with relationships that support us and bring us more love and joy. Moving on to the present card, King of Swords. I have never pulled this card in transmission before. Notice the crescent moon on his armor. So, crescent moons are a time when we take action. So, we have our new moon portal for about three days, and then we move into the crescent moon. When we have that spark of light hit us again in a lunar cycle, we move out of that feeling of being kind of tired and lethargic, daydreamy. We move into a feeling of wanting to take action, wanting to take action towards our goals, towards our dreams, towards our future, towards the things that we envision. And this king of swords is no different. Again, notice the swords crossed representing maybe a two again, maybe representing 2022 or 2020 you know what are we ready to make quick change around so that we don't repeat the same process again you know i just mentioned this to somebody the other day i kind of feel like we're moving into this third winter of a global pandemic a little differently kind of like "Mm, i'm gonna make some different decisions this time around now that i've gained some new knowledge and wisdom or, oh, I'm going to make some different choices now as I encounter this situation again. I feel like the King of Swords is asking us to make quick decisions because if we don't make the quick decision, it's going to stick around for the next 18 months through this next Eclipse portal until we can like learn the lesson and gain the wisdom and then make the choice to go down the path or a different one again. But it's not going to happen until after 2022, So into 2023. So what decisions do you need to make quickly, like right now? What do you need to take action on right now? What goals, dreams, habits, all of the changes, all of the transformations, all of the shifts, it's time to do it right now. Make those decisions quickly if you come across new opportunities. Choose the path quickly if you come to the crossroads. The other thing about the King of Swords, anytime that we have a sword, it's the symbol of release and letting go. And the King of Swords kind of doesn't pay attention to detail. So we're not really like dwelling on things anymore. We're not allowing ourselves to be super attached to things. We're allowing ourselves to have that release and really let it go for good. about the story i just told about grieving this whole process of my india journey and the pregnancy loss and everything i went through to bring me to who i am now i'm certainly ruling my life as being a Linnae, ruling my life after all of the experiences I've been through, but it took me making a lot of decisions without dwelling on the details in order to get there. So if you're feeling like you need to rule your life, if you need to like come back and sit on your throne, if you need to regain your power, now is the time to make quick decisions around that to bring you into that space of feeling like you rule your life and you rule yourself again. I think it's also interesting that we're pulling this king of swords during the Jayista Nakshatra, right? This moon being in this royal star encouraging us to live out of our royal, holy consciousness. It's time to make decisions that support our higher self and help us to rule our life with those um, source uh, feelings and with that like source, what am I trying to say? It's time for us to start ruling our life with that feeling of you know, everything is in control and all is well and everything's going to be okay. And we're always expansive and we're always growing and we're always abundant, right? And that's Sagittarius energy too. So with this new moon and solar eclipse, make the changes you need to for swift change, take back control of your life and start ruling out of a higher vibrational frequency. Moving on to our future card, I pulled the eight of cups. So eight is the sign of infinity, remembering that energy always lives on and transforms into something else. So all of these relationships, all these things, all these changes, all the the stuff that you're letting go of, know that it's just energy transformed. It's just going to move on and it's going to come back to you, right? Eight is kind of that symbol of karma as well. It's going to come back to you in a positive way. When you release, when you let go of things, you create space for new things, especially in the heart space. Now notice the cups here. Again, this is a symbol of emotion. We're probably going to go through some challenging times over this next 18 month eclipse series. We're probably going to go through some emotional times over this next winter. And as we continue to journey into this new earth and this new golden age, we're going through growing pains, right? It's just part of that process of learning how to live in a world that's new, this new normal, right? So just know that you do have some emotional stuff that might come up in the future, that might come up over the next year, over this cycle, over the end of the year, and know that whatever you do to to kind of like process it, to release it, to transform it, know that it's going to benefit you and come back to you in a good way. Hmm. Okay, loves, that is your Tarot reading for the new moon and solar eclipse in Sagittarius. This is what I have for you tonight in our circle. We're not going to do any other practices, but I do encourage you just to take time tonight or in the next few days to really dream, to really daydream on the details of the life that you want to create and the person that you want to become. You know, when you wake up in the morning, what do you want your routine to look like? When you end your night, at the end of a day, what do you want to feel at the end of that day? How do you want to interact with people around you? What do you want to do with your time during the day? How do you want to carry out your professional life? How do you want to earn an income? How do you want to survive on this earthly realm? You know, all things to think about. How do you want to creatively express yourself? How do you want to bring in more joy? And pleasure, how do you find more value? Really take time to contemplate these things, okay? Sagittarius is a very intellectual, philosophical sign, loves to think about stuff. So you're in an energy to contemplate these things um, and really start to design a life that you're ready to create. You know, this new earth, this new golden age, it's 5D reality. We have to start believing that we have the ability to manifest whatever we put on our mind too. we just have to have that faith and believe so that i you know i hope that with this newman circle you are believing in your dreams you're believing in yourself you're believing in your power and your ability to transform you believe in your ability to take back control of your life it's all within you it's all there because you come from source and you've got that source power whenever you need to access it So I think we will release our guides and guardians of the five directions now as we seal our circle. I'm going to go ahead and grab my selenite wand again. If you have anything else you want to put in the comments, any questions, comments, anything you want to say, please do it now. I'm going to go ahead and bring this wand around in counterclockwise fashion now and back down. Feel free to join me in this prayer. As we thank the guides and guardians of the spirit realm and the fifth element for being in our circle tonight, giving us guidance, helping us to see more clearly, helping us to evolve more into our light, we thank you and release you now. We also thank the guides and guardians of the north, the element of earth. We thank our ancestors for being here and our elders and those that have come before us. We thank you for showing us what we need to know from our past to learn important lessons and not repeat history that doesn't serve. We thank you for generational wisdom. We thank you for the consciousness to keep our mother earth and the seven plus generations at the forefront of our mind as we move forward into this new evolution. We thank you and release you now. We also thank the guides and guardians of the West with their element of water purifying us, cleansing us, washing us away, and moving us easily through the element of time, flux, and flow. We thank you for being here in our circle tonight. We also release the guides and guardians of the South, the transformative element of fire, burning so strongly with the solar eclipse and fiery Sagittarius energy and that red elder entourage star oppositional of fiery Mars so much fire burning now helping us to make swift decisions helping us to burn away the path that doesn't serve burn away the things that don't serve and igniting the fires of our heart for a drive to be better and do better and vibrate higher. We thank you and release you now from our circle. We also thank the guides and guardians of the East for being in our circle tonight with the element of air, big new beginnings with this new eclipsed moon, giving us the opportunity to become a new person, to develop a new identity, to start living out of our core truth just as the sun rises every day in its most authentic self. We can also cultivate the energy of our solar plexus, taking those deep breaths into our belly, breathing into our confidence to be who we are. We thank you and release you from our circle tonight. With that, moon sisters, moon brothers, our circle is sealed. So, thank you everyone for joining me tonight. I'm sending you so many blessings as you evolve and move through your next transformation. It can be challenging to become who we are and to be who we truly are, but I do believe that this new earth is supporting us to do that. I do believe that this next eclipse cycle is all about living out of our authenticity and our truth and really grounding into who we are and so i hold space for who you are here i see you i love you i support your growth i support you i support your dreams and i'm really excited to hear how you feel in a couple of weeks with our next virtual moon circle. So we are going to talk about the full moon in Gemini, sign opposite of Sagittarius zodiac sign. And we'll talk a little bit more about full moon energy, what you're ready to release on the other side of this eclipse portal. And I'm super excited to talk with you then. And until then, feel free to, Chat with me on social media, or if I see you in person at the studio or otherwise, we'll talk then. And until we see each other again, may we all be happy. May we all be healthy. May we all know peace. May we all feel safe. May we all feel abundant. And so it is, and so it is, and so it is. Blessed be. Namaste. Do you have a desire to learn more about the moon? Do you want to know how the moon affects your energy? I have the perfect free event just for you. I made the moon magic masterclass as a way to introduce the basic lunar phases of the moon, the new moon, the half moon and the full moon to others that were just starting to dive into learning more about lunar energy. This is for somebody that might know nothing about the moon at all, or maybe you were like me and you just knew that the full moon made people crazy and you needed to learn more. This three part masterclass will help you develop a foundational level of knowledge around the moon and give you the basics of what you need to know in case you want to dive in deeper and learn more. This three-part masterclass will cover the new moon, the half moon, and the full moon, and will help you to understand how the moon moves through a complete lunar cycle and how your energy fluxes and flows along the way. I hope you'll join me for this free masterclass and develop the same love of the moon that I have. You can find out more at slash free moon masterclass. That's slash free moon Once you sign up, you'll be taken to some additional pages on my website and you'll receive an email with more information. You'll also receive part one of your three part masterclass right away. I hope you enjoy learning more about the moon with me. Again, to sign up for this free class, it's veenalenae.com slash free moon masterclass. I'll see you there. I hope today's message served you. If you enjoy the Follow Your Path podcast, I would love for you to leave a review. As a thank you, every month I do a drawing from the reviews and I choose one person to win a free one-hour, one-on-one soul coaching session with me. This can be done in person or online, depending on where you are. I also feature reviews on my website and social media. So thank you for the feedback and the testimonials. It truly is an honor to be here. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I look forward to meeting with you again in the next episode.